what is going on and welcome to Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. I am, of course, him and welcome to the show. Uh, this is your first time listening. This is a podcast I do pretty infrequently, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that tends to talk about topics in everyday life, current events, personal development, my thoughts and feelings on politics. Those episodes tend to be pretty serious and I try to do a little bit less of them, uh, mostly because they put me in a bad mood. And I want you guys to enjoy what comes out of this podcast, which for everybody who in the last couple of days or so, like, hey, man, it's getting close to the end of the week. I put out a podcast. I'm not making fun of whoever said that phrase to me, but like to the few of you who really did, people like my man Nate, my friend Jenna, uh, and some other folks who I only know remotely. Thank you very much for those kind words of encouragement, because quite honestly, it is hearing those opinions that not only get my ass in gear, but are why I do it in the first place. And so... Since I really wanted to enter into the new year strong with doing more podcasts, typically trying to do at least one a week, I, I thought this would be an interesting time to remark on the beginning of the year. And it's, it's, it's a phrase that has been said as long as time has been recorded. Every time January 1st comes around, people say, new year, new me. I would like to remind you, it might be a new calendar year, but you are still dragging all your bullshit from the last year and from your entire life into this new calendar year with you. Just because you say new year, new me, doesn't mean you're actually doing anything new. And so instead of just taking this opportunity two weeks after the new year has begun, it is currently January 16th as I record this, I'm not gonna rip on anybody, but hopefully what I'm going to do is I'm gonna catch the people who are just about to fall off the new year, new me train, and I'm going to help guide you through what that statement really means and essentially what it is you're trying to absorb out of that statement. And what I'm really going to do is I'm going to take you through what I would consider the four levels of personal development as I experience them. Now, this is not a concept that you read in a book. This is not something that like Andy will talk about or Jordan Peterson will talk about. Instead, this is something that I noticed my trajectory of the personal development journey, the personal development lifestyle, as I can recall it, and as I think I can record it back to you and hopefully help you with what you're going through. Because right now, what are you doing? You're probably infrequently going to the gym, how I infrequently put out podcasts. You are probably telling yourself, I'm eating healthier, which I don't make that voice to make fun of you. It's it's just the fact of like, whenever I do my opposite persona, it'll, it always sounds like Patrick Starr. Like, it's not making fun of you. It's just how I characterize my other. And you're probably like telling yourself you're doing a whole bunch of things that just aren't working, that you're just different or that your circumstances mean you get to act like the same loaf you were before December 31st. I'm here to tell you that number one, you're not different. Number two, we have all been there. Number three, there is hope. And with these four things in this podcast, I hope you not only have a good listening experience, but I hope you understand that when you say new year, new me, when you, when you, the new year comes around, if you really are trying to become a new you, then you're going to have to keep doing things long term. So today, do you guys mind if we talk about my four levels of the personal development journey? All right. So to begin, a little summary of what I would consider my four levels. These four levels are essentially the experiences one will go through as they decide to invest in themselves. And to me, these four levels are an evolution. They are something that starts off as purely physical, and then it becomes internal on a physical sense. 
Then it becomes internal in a mental and emotional sense. And then it becomes something in its fourth level that is very spiritual. Now, on this podcast, I don't talk a lot about religion, and this is not a religious version of spiritual. It's more of a purpose-driven spiritual, an existential spiritual, if you will. Something that says there is greater meaning beyond what I'm doing in the moment that I'm doing it. But it all starts someplace. And typically that place is, at the new year, a lot of people sign up for gym memberships. Now, in this physical sense, it is a very basic and almost primitive thing. You are learning how to move. You are learning how to take motion towards something. And when you hear motion, why I characterize this first level as purely physical is because most people's plight into personal development literally makes the decision that I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start going to the gym. And I think that this is an awesome place to start. And the reason why I think it's an awesome place to start is because for a lot of people who didn't play sports, people like me, you know, growing up, I was actually like kind of nervous to be around crowds, especially around people my own age. It was something that I always thought like the, the jocks and the dudes who played sports, and even the girls who played sports, they had a skill or a confidence that I didn't have. And so when they would have like after school weightlifting, everyone was there in like workout clothes and I showed up in a pair of jeans and like a polo or some shit. And it was, it was awkward and it was super embarrassing. And as far as I can tell, like no one made fun of me, but they all really should have. And with that, I, I really put off going to the gym for a long time. And it wasn't until about 2016, if you go back to the story of not only introductions, but also about my last arrest. The thing about it was, is that like, I was 225 pounds. I was on a daily diet of like cocaine, Hennessy and pizza. And so like, I really looked the part. Being 5'8", 225 and not muscular, you need a man bra. You just, you aren't really, you aren't really pleased with yourself. And again, because you are not only drinking so much, which is a depressant, but also you're adding in this random high of just like, hey, here's cocaine. Hey, here's ecstasy and molly. Oh, there's pills. Like your emotions are on the fucking fringe. And I had gotten really, really comfortable in that place. And I hate admitting that to all of you because that's probably where a lot of you are. Spare the, the cocaine and the Hennessy. The thing is, is that like an object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. That's why when you look at the beginning of the year, especially someone who's not endowed with athleticism or fitness or any of these different things that help you on that physical end when you're a kid, you, you're really finding it hard just to go to the gym. And it's because it feels safer just to sit your butt on the couch. It feels safer to lay down all day. It's one of those things that when you first get the idea, your body screams no, because there are defense mechanisms within your mind and within your awareness that say that's dangerous. That will cause us pain. That's something that requires effort. Right now, I'm logging out right here. I'm hanging out. I'm a dead fish. Like nothing's going to move me. Nothing's going to bother me. I deserve this. I earned this. But what I want you to understand if you are in that place is that if you don't use it, you will lose it. One of the things that scares me more and more about the world our kids are growing up in these days is that as I have grown older, the generations have become increasingly more lazy. 
And when I look at my generation raised kids, I, I mean, a lot of them are not taking care of themselves. A lot of them don't even make it an effort to go out and walk for 30 minutes a day. And that might be all you can do. And that's fine. Because when it comes to really doing personal development, what you have to understand is, is that this is an investment. And the idea behind investing is it's not supposed to be sexy. It's not supposed to be flashy. It's not supposed to be this thing that like people throw a parade for. Instead, when you invest in something, you have to be willing to do it for the long game. So like, for example, if you're someone who wants to save for your retirement, well, if you're 18, I don't think you're going to retire by age 19. Unless you work like a really fucking good job and like you're like super smart with money, in which case, by all means, if you can make it happen, make it happen. But for the wide margin of us, that's just not going to be the case. For the wide margin of us, we're going to have to work our asses off for a very long time. We're going to have to live below our means. We're going to have to throw money into something that yields us results as an APY, an annual percentage of yield, something like that. You are investing in yourself just by moving. And what I really want to say about moving is that it doesn't matter how you move. I, I know I use the example of like you just go to the gym, but for a lot of people, like that's really where they just start is because they think going to the gym is all there is. And many people who just start out with basic growth splits of like push, pull legs or chest, back, shoulders, legs, etc. A lot of those people go on to do other things. So me, for example, when I went to the gym, I just went in and started doing movements that I knew. And for almost all guys, this includes like bicep curls, bench press, and it's bench press where you don't know what to do with your feet or you don't know how to arch your back. So like you're just laying there flat and you don't know how to generate any power out of the ground, like to wedge yourself against. Um, I, I didn't really know how to squat and that bothered me. And also I was apt to just skipping legs. If I could just be completely honest for, I don't know, probably like the first two, three months. If I'm just being straight with you. And while you're doing all these bro movements, you're like trying to like throw in running and then you realize you fucking hate running and then you're like, fuck it, I give up because I don't know what to do. Okay. At the end of the day, you are still doing something, which is something more than you were doing, which was nothing. Good job. And some of you maybe even have been infrequent about your fitness and you might be trying to like figure out the perfect plan. Oh, the plan I, I was doing didn't work. Okay, well, with fitness alone, your plan is not going to work. However, I do recommend you find something you love in fitness. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be CrossFit. It could be powerlifting and strength-based sports. It could be Olympic weightlifting. It could be jujitsu. It could be karate. It doesn't matter what it is. You just have to find something that you really like to invest in, something that speaks to you and something that says to you, hey, I'm going to be good to you. I'm going to challenge the shit out of you, but we're going to have fun doing this. And as I started with just wandering around a gym, I also started watching YouTube fitness videos. There were some great guys on there and also some guys who were incredibly suspect that I will call out neither by name. But for a lot of these fitness personalities on YouTube, a lot of them showed me how to work out and what the splits were and what the rep ranges were. And in about, you know, the first few months of that year, I, I had lost lots of weight. I had went from about 225 to 175-ish, 173 in my first leg of my quote-unquote weight loss journey. And that 50-ish pounds was, was great. But I, I got to tell you the truth is that like when I showed my first before and after, I was like, dude, I got more than that. 
And the reason I'm able to say that is because as hard as I was working out, which was every day, I wouldn't miss a day. A walk was too little for me. I, I was really starting to like things like squat, bench, and deadlift. And eventually, I even took that into the realm of powerlifting. The thing is, is that you learn an all-important fact, and that's that, yeah, you've gotten some results with just moving, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like six to eight to even 12 weeks. It's typically the kind of goals that people set for themselves, and they're usually like poundage. But you can't outwork a bad diet is the point you get to. Everyone is like, I don't care about what I eat. I just work out. Well, here's the thing. Your results will show that. For a lot of people, where they start to stagnate in their journey is that they will try to just work out, which, look, it's a great place to start, but it's not a place you want to stay. Or they will try to ignore their food, saying, well, I know how my body works now. Well, here's the thing. When you get to the second level of personal development, and to me, it is the physical internal side of things, you have to learn that you can't out-train a bad diet applies to you too. You don't just, quote, know how your body works. And that there are things, there are numerical factors that will play a role in you getting the results that you want. And this is where all the discipline is. And when I talk about the physical internal stuff, this is really paying attention to what is going on inside of you from a nutritional basis. So as, as we ascend to like step number two here, I really do want to talk about the physical internal side and the role of nutrition. Now, as far as my job goes, I was a certified personal trainer. I got certified back in May of 2020, and I am not a certified nutrition coach. And I would also like to remind you that in order to just read general education articles that should have been taught to us in school, you don't have to be a certified nutrition coach from Precision Nutrition, NASM CNC, um, the ISSA, none of these places. You don't have to be certified to understand nutrition. Now, to coach people in nutrition, I do think it is important for you to invest in yourself. But again, this is not about teaching you to go out and get certified. This is what I know about nutrition from working in the industry and giving myself and other people results, which is when you think about your physical body. I always equate your results. Whenever I'm coaching someone or whenever I'm talking to someone about this concept, I always equate their physical results, their fitness and their nutrition to working on a sculpture. And the analogy is, is that it's an 80-20 process. 80% of getting it done is just having the materials. It just matters what kind of materials you use. The other 20% of this equation is just the tools you're using. So the two statues I always bring out to really solidify my point are on the one hand, you're going to have a mass of marble. Hey, you know, who doesn't want a marble statue? A marble statue sounds really nice. I want a marble statue and I want it of me. Great. Well, I've got a block of marble and I've got a bunch of tools. I've got like a chisel and a hammer. On the other side of the equation, I have a chisel and a hammer, but I also have a pile of dog shit. Now just stay with me here. At the end of the day, I'm doing the same movements. I'm working on my squat, my bench, my deadlift, my overhead press. Maybe you're someone who likes Olympic lifts. Maybe you're, maybe you're doing something completely different. Whatever it is, you can move your body how you want to move your body. But if you are fueling your body with dog shit, then what are you really doing besides shaping a piece of dog shit? And this doesn't mean that someone who has an unbalanced diet is going to effectively not get any kind of results. Like if you're eating moderately balanced, 
then you will see better results than the person who thinks that they can go through drive throughs buy everything prepackaged, or shortcut the rules because, quote unquote, it's just all about calories or, quote unquote, I'm dirty, bulking. These are a bunch of fucking excuses people like to feed themselves so they can feel better. When you think about what it means to build these statues, though, it's not just the fact that they are something nice to look at. That's true. But more so, if you are building a statue, a sculpture, something for longevity purposes, you don't you don't build this thing, you don't carve this thing out of whatever the materials are for it to dissipate in one rainy night. As in, that's when negative health consequences start hitting you. You want this thing to last as long as possible. You want to treat it like it's a piece of art that you really, 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 really care about. And so what you have to realize is if you're making this sculpture out of dog shit, and if you put it out in your front yard, you're not going to like looking at it. It's going to attract flies. It's going to stink. And then the first time that it rains, the first time something bad happens, you have a much better chance of being swept away by that inclement weather. That's not the kind of statue I want. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to build the discipline. I'm going to do what it takes to put myself in a position to win by eating high-quality foods most of the time. Now, right now I'm on 75 hard. It's going great. I haven't had any junk food. I haven't had any candy. I haven't had any sweets, no liquor. I'm drinking a shit ton of water. I am spamming craisins because they're great antioxidant sources. They're full of fiber and like they're, they're chewy and sour. It's, it's my way of just like staying on track is spamming fruit, specifically craisins. If you ever want to get me anything, get me some ocean spray craisins, either reduced sugar or the regular ones. But don't give me the pomegranate. Don't give me the cherry. Don't give me the blueberry. That added shit. Fuck all that. Regardless. You might be asking yourself. Hey Murph. That's all well and good. Don't be a statue made of dog shit. <laughs> How do I eat a balanced diet? Does this mean I eat chicken, rice, and broccoli for every meal? No. Now there are going to be people who do that. Because they actually like it. There are going to be other people who do that because of probably prepping for a show. If you're not prepping for a show, what you have to understand is your macronutrients needs. So what are macronutrients? Well, there's two kinds of nutrients. There's going to be micronutrients and there's going to be macronutrients. In, in a vacuum, I could get way deeper into context. But what you really need to know is that they're small and big. Your micronutrients are things you get from like fruits and vegetables that actually affect just about every bodily function at the cellular level. So you can hear things about like vitamins and minerals, if you're like vitamins A, D, E, and K, or you can go over the other side and talk about things like chromium, magnesium. I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but just understand that when you hear words like that, those are micronutrients. And you do need those in small quantities to live a healthy standard of being. Things that are going to affect like your mental, your 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 uh, your immune function, your metabolic function, basically how your body processes food and energy. But when you talk about macronutrients, this is your overall calories and how it is split up into three macros. And these three macros are going to be one, fats or lipids, two, carbs, things like starches, things like starches, breads, pastas, fruits, veggies, candies are all typically examples of carbs. And then you're going to have things like protein. And protein, typically, when I think about my diet, I eat a lot of chicken, I eat a lot of beef, I like steaks, I like eggs, and yeah, I like protein powder too. 
Now, when you hear macros, you have to understand that everybody's macros are different based on where they are and where they want to go. So me, for example, when I look at my macronutrient breakdown in the first form app, my total goal calories for the day are 2,070. My total goal protein is 210. And my carbs are going to be 150. And my fats are going to be 70. That's all in grams. Now, when you look at how that all breaks down, is that the two numbers I really pay attention to most are going to be your calories and your protein. When you're really thinking about how to get yourself physical goals, it really comes down to a very simple formula that your weight will go as your calories go and your composition will go as you treat your protein. And when you think about calories, you can be in three different places with your calories. You can be in caloric maintenance. So for me to maintain my body weight, it's going to be a certain amount of calories. So let's just say, I don't have it off the top of my head because right now I'm in something else. I'll talk about in just a second. Let's just say in order to maintain my current weight, I need 2000 calories. Cool. So if I eat 2000 calories a day, every day for a year, I can basically surmise that short of my fluctuations that we all go through, water weight, waste product, loading after meals, et cetera, et cetera, my weight's going to be pretty stable throughout the whole year. Like if I'm in maintenance, my weight will not move very much. If I eat more calories than that, then I'm in a caloric surplus. Let's say I start eating 2,500 calories a day. Cool. I can expect to gain weight. If I start eating 1,500 calories a day, that is a caloric deficit. I can be expect to losing. I can be expecting to lose weight. But now, when I think about protein, protein plays a very unique role in our bodies, and that is that your hair, your skin, your nails, your ligaments, your tissues, specifically your lean muscle tissue, are all made of protein, amino acids that will come together to make a protein macro. And with protein, what you have to really understand is that your lean muscle tissue being mostly made up of protein, it is recommended that in order to have the right amount of lean muscle tissue for your goals, it is recommended that you have one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight per day in dietary allowance. So for me, am I trying to get up to like 200 something pounds right now? No, that's not it at all. Because my macros understand that I'm a pretty active guy I've been that heavy before, and that I do have a certain amount of lean muscle tissue while I'm as active as I am that I'm trying to maintain. As you go through your journey, your macros will change. But what you want to be thinking about right now is that, okay, calories are going to affect my weight. Protein is really going to affect what I look and feel like when I get there. And it's that most people, when they start this journey, they're thinking about quote unquote weight loss. When really, when they think of the shape that they want, this lean tone, V taper, X shape, what, whatever it might be. And that's not everyone's goals, I know. But ultimately, when you think about that image, that lean tone look is because of protein, eating enough protein in your diet to maintain that lean muscle tissue or to even build new lean muscle tissue. Because that lean muscle tissue, guys, is very calorically expensive. It's the main driver of your metabolism for that reason is that it takes more calories to maintain the muscle on your frame than it does any other tissue. So as you're in a caloric deficit, for example, well, not only is your body requiring a certain amount of calories to remain the weight it is, if you're eating less than that, well, that's going to get you some weight loss. But if you're maintaining that lean muscle tissue, that lean muscle tissue is going to take more calories than you're ultimately taking in for a day. So what it's going to do 
it's going to start feeding off of your fat mass because your fat mass is nothing more than just stored energy. Now, this is not telling you you should try to get like to 0% body fat. Fuck no. You need fat on your body for a whole host of different reasons. Emotional stability, your body's ability to produce hormones correctly and to to auto-regulate itself, like in terms of like heat and staying warm throughout the year. That's all because of fat. you, You have to get it that like there are healthy levels to this. Me personally, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to my body fat percentage these days. I'm I'm somebody who is like, do I look good? Do I feel good? Do I have a goal that's coming? With jujitsu, yeah, I want to be leaner more than anything else. I remember back in May when I did my my competition back in Springfield, and I was about 190 pounds. I was getting yeeted all over those mats. I got my ass handed to me. Being that heavy is like doing it did not work for me. So as I continue to move forward with jujitsu being my main form of uh, fitness preoccupation right now, I'm trying to be lean. I'm not trying to be like absolutely nothing. Um, personally, when it comes to your fat loss goals or your your body fat percentage goals, I'm not going to tell you what you need to look for. What you really need to do is you need to get a clear idea of what you want to look like. And again, you should find either someone who can help you with your macros. You should do the research yourself. Or you should find something like an app that will help you with these numbers. This isn't an ad. This is not a sponsor. But I do work for First Form. And I've been tracking my macros in our app for about three years now. Look, it's a budget for your food more than anything else. It says that when you follow this plan, when you hit these calories, and remember, your your fats and your carbs are really just fuel sources. You can eat a nice blend of both. You can be more fat dominant with a little less carbs. You can be more carb dominant, which most of us are. Really, it's it's however you want to fuel your body with those two. But when you look at how proteins, fats, and carbs all break down, that's your number total number of calories for the day. So at this point, you're like, all right, Murph, I'm going to start eating correctly. I'm going to eat a balanced diet. That's awesome. I, I'm going to the gym. Where do we go from here? And with this third level, what I want to really point out is that This is when you realize you can't just be a body. This is when I really started getting into the personal development side of things, which for a lot of us, our first assignment really is, okay, how do I get a good idea of understanding nutrition? Once you start really getting those results and once you really start building that momentum and figuring out an end date, an end goal to weigh yourself against, for me, it was getting quote unquote spring break ready. The thing is, is that at this point, you're just like, okay, I've done this for myself, but now Where do I go from here? And with the mental and emotional internal side of this equation, this is where things really start getting interesting. And this is where it started getting interesting for me is that I had been going to the gym probably for about, I don't know, probably a year at this point. Maybe I was finally eating somewhat correctly and I wasn't even tracking my macros yet, but I was making sure that I was was actually writing out the amount of protein I needed calories I needed in a day and archaic, yes, but I basically ate those same fruits every day. I started realizing that like I was just becoming kind of a meathead in the gym. And when I say a meathead, I don't say like there's anything bad about being like a strength athlete or a bodybuilder, but there are a lot of people that that's all you know about them. That's all they talk about. That's all they concern themselves with. And these people are largely boring. Like I get it. Fitness is important to you, but what about ha- what happens outside of the gym? That, that's a big concept that a lot of people get really, really caught up in is that when they start going to the gym and they start really feeling like, man, I'm moving towards some results, it's almost like they're trying to be like king or queen of the gym at this point. 
I'm going to be smarter than all of these people. I'm going to be the most swole. I'm going to get on stage. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And if that's really where your heart tells you to go, then I, I feel you and I endorse you for that. But I wanted to be able to talk about things that were not just the gym. Because every time I went around my friends and family, they were just like, oh, here it comes. He's the gym bro now. He's the fitness guy now. It's all he fucking talks about. And while some of these friends were not the best friends to begin with, and I admit that, they did have a point is that, I mean, quite honestly, I wanted to have a brain to go along with my body that looked so good or what I deemed looked so good. And for me, I really started getting caught up in ideas that just spoke to me from my weaknesses. For example, I, I, I realized that I was not a very effective operator, uh, probably about the year of 2017. And so a book I invested in more than before any other uh, was really The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I will never, ever forget like what that book says to me. It, it's within its first few pages in its first chapter. It says, a lot of people think about how can I make a million dollars, but very few people ask, what if I help a million people? It's something to that effect by Dr. Stephen Covey. And this was one of the first books that really opened my eyes to some very, very important concepts that would follow me for the rest of my life, like beginning with the end in mind, which, hey, I think is a very important concept these days. I, I work with a lot of people who say that they have goals of becoming this or becoming that. And like, that's something to weigh yourself against. And that's good. But when you ask them like, why, it's really hard for them to come up with a reason other than it would be cool. All right, I get that. Or they're just like, I'm just going to start and see where it goes. And I get that too. But what really helps somebody stay on track with their goals is, did I begin with the end in mind? When I went on this trip, did I have an idea of where I was going or did I just go someplace? And there's definitely merits to just going someplace. But eventually, if you don't designate a target, you're going to miss every time. And so I really started diving in more to not just like books, like of, of my of my first few personal development reads, they were How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, Think and Grow Rich, The One Minute Millionaire, which is, which is not one of my favorite books in retrospect. There's a lot of things I don't like about that book. Um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The, those were like the first books I really invested in when I was starting the mental and emotional part of my journey. And those are all great books for the most part. When I when I started really like finding my groove though was in YouTube. And it's largely why I don't have any like cable or I don't really like have many streaming services. I don't have any streaming services as of right now. I got rid of HBO now last week. I, I was a big student of YouTube and I was learning from guys who were fitness entrepreneurs and people who had really made a name for themselves in the industry. And so when I started finding like Andy's content and Gary Vee's content and Bajor's Pullian, like these were all dudes who I thought were like the shit, man. And for a lot of cases, especially in Andy's case, I do still think that. And I, I started getting it that like life really isn't about like me. It's about being valuable to other people. And I would say that this part of the journey up until this point took the longest to really understand its significance. And I started to really understand that like in my younger years while I was going to school that I really wasted my time. 
And it's not that school is a waste of time, but if you don't have something you really want to do with it, then yeah, school will probably be a waste of time for you. Education is ultimately super fucking important. You should self-educate every day. But quite honestly, I, I don't think school is necessary for probably a good 90% of people. For that 10% of people, those are the people who want to be, they want to be doctors, they want to be lawyers, they want to be architects and engineers they want to be people who will eventually go on to actually need like grad degrees in order to do their specific jobs but quite honestly i think most of us would be happier in trades or being business people than sitting in classrooms being told we have to study things like the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell like i don't give a fuck (laughs) i really don't give a fuck and the, the really really cool thing about this stage of personal development is you have ultimate autonomy into studying whatever you want like yeah, you might go to school for a degree. But with this over here, like what you've seen is like with the rise of like Skillshare and individualized courses and podcasts, like people have all kinds of little avenues to really be themselves. And I think that's so rad. This this podcast right here hopefully fills that gap for you. And it and it's gonna blend so perfectly into what my next step is. But before I even get to that, when you when you're thinking about like how do I maximize this stage of personal development this is when you're really starting to understand that this is a lifestyle this isn't a a a one week a 21 day fix a 30 day fix a new year's resolution anymore this is the part of it that is a full-time long-term lifestyle investment that is what it is the simplest things that you can do are google like google or youtube concepts that you find interesting or important for me, I watch a lot of things about finance and money, and I find my favorite talking heads, for lack of a better word, and I really try to invest in what it is that they are giving away for free. Um, hell, you can even find Andy's podcast on YouTube these days. Um, when I think about what Andy has really taught me, and Sal too, is just reading 10 pages a day of a nonfiction book. And don't get me wrong, there are some fiction books I'll still read, but more than anything else, when I look up at, when I look up at my bookshelf here at the house, you know, I've got some Robert Greene. That's my favorite author. I've got some Jay Shetty, some Ray Dalio. I've got some Jocko. Uh, I've got some Jordan Peterson. None of these books are fiction. All of these books are absolutely 100% practical action books, nonfiction books. But reading just 10 pages a day of one of them makes the act of reading books way simpler and way more time effective. And of course, it is also just going out there and asking questions of people who do things you find they're interested. Anytime I have a question about business, I ask someone like Cody Klein, or I ask Aaron, or I ask, you know, Andy, or if it has something to do with like anything to do with houses, I ask Zach Vegas. Again, if you're looking for a house in the St. Louis area, he sold me my house. I've never been happier. He just sold my best friend a house. It's awesome. You know, if I have questions about real estate, I'll ask him. If I have a question about leadership, I'll ask one of my leaders, or I'll ask someone. Uh, you know, who has done something that I look at as remarkable in the areas of leadership. Asking questions, reading books, listening to podcasts, getting onto YouTube, just Googling shit, reading articles. These are all great ways to invest in yourself every day. And the thing is, you don't have to do all of them. You should be investing in the one that you will stick to most. And through that medium, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to figure out this next and what I would consider the last level of personal development this little ladder climb and it's really the spiritual side of it or the purpose driven side of it when i think about 
where I am in my personal development journey, you know, I work for a company that does amazing things. I work for my role model, for lack of a better word. Like, Andy was the first, like, real personal development personality that I looked at. And I was like, dude, this guy is the real deal. I, I'm, I'm helping people with their lifestyles after having all the stupid bullshit happen in mine. And something else I'm excited to tell you guys is that I've even created a small business for myself. Um, actually, one week ago today, I actually created my first LLC, which I call Paradigm Media Solutions. And honestly, being able to tell you guys this on my podcast in the middle of the house that I bought last year, I think that can really speak to the testament of once you realize that it's not about you, once you get your ass moving and start actually treating your body and your brain and your heart the way that you should treat them, you realize that ultimately success is what you are after. And you don't get it by just sitting there and minding your own business. You you get to success by giving to other people. And really, when you make it a lifestyle, you make it a habit to give every single day in some capacity, especially for the things that you're not paid for, that's when life starts to really take on a whole new meaning. And it's that I remembered as I was leaving college, I started getting these flashes of fear that I was still never going to be shit. Because as I left college, you have to understand, like I was working out, I was eating correctly for the most part, I was reading books, I wasn't dedicated to school, but I was I was performing a lot of actions that did not go along with my core values. And so in retrospect, when I think about why I felt so scared, it was because I didn't really have a purpose. I, I sent out a whole bunch of like motivational messages. I told a lot of people things they didn't want to hear because of the things that I needed to hear. And I think people can really appreciate that. But when, when you really, really get down to the beef and broccoli of what this step is, is that if you're serious about personal development, you're going to be trying to help people for the rest of your days. Because when you look at anyone, look at Andy, for example, Andy is a part of multiple things that helped change my life. Supplement Supersource, without those guys, whom Andy hired, guess what? I would have probably never walked into that store and been sampled Formula One and Ignition or been told, hey, you have a future in this industry. And if I had never been sampled those products, I would have never uh, come to work at First Form, and especially at the behest of some of my friends who worked there beforehand that I was really, really invested in. And not only that, but like if you want to do entrepreneur stuff, we have Arte, who works on helping young entrepreneurs and people who are new to the game. If you are somebody who needs just straight personal development content, dude has multiple podcast forums and it's, it's great for everybody. It gives a lot of stuff away for free. All you have to do is share the show. Share my show too while you're at it. But he's made his life's mission to make people better. And to be a part of that life's mission, to be part of those chapters, it does mean quite a lot to me. To know that his mission has touched me and now that I'm in a position where not only do I get to coach people and I get to do it working for one of his companies that changed my life, at the same time now with my camera and with my editing and with helping people outside of the realm of first form with their social media, with their needs for anything that might do with video or video or <laughs> with photo or video, like I'm, I'm satisfying a need for other people. I'm thinking about other people. And I'm, I'm proving to myself that I'm capable of doing really awesome things, guys. And so 
where I'm at right now with my personal development journey is I'm trying to get the most out of my career as possible by investing the most into my people as possible. Oftentimes, it's about having phone calls that have nothing to do with work. It's about letting them know that I care about them and helping them with real life shit. I'm, I'm starting to get my business off the ground. If you are someone who needs help with a project, a reel, a YouTube video, um, something along those lines, editing, consulting, hey, hit me up. Just DM me, ask me some questions. I'm just gonna throw an invoice at you or anything. Like I, I care about actually building a relationship with people who need help. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get on my, my path with jujitsu in a way that doesn't get me hurt quite as much because like I love the sport to death and it is one of the most aggravating things you will ever do. But fuck, if I don't keep getting hurt, I'm not really injured or hurt right now. My, my sciatic nerve is always something I keep uh, paying attention to. But even with that, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the journey of personal development of spiritual discovery right now with mobility and flexibility. I, I do yoga, uh, not well, mind you, typically like two times a week just to challenge myself and hit that next level of personal development within me, which is really saying, hey, bro, you're not good at this. You should become good at this, not only because it'll challenge you, but really because it'll benefit you in ways down the road that you don't even know right now. And so as I look at the stock of like my life, you know, my, my, my values are my values are getting up there. You know, I've invested a lot of time, energy, resources into becoming this human. I, I pretty much like who I am, um, but I don't like everything about who I am. And that's where the personal development comes in, y'all. And so wherever you are in your journey, whether you're walking on a treadmill, you're trying to figure out what three and a half ounces of chicken really looks like every day, you're struggling to read 10 pages a day, or if you're asking like what my purpose is on this planet, my biggest piece of advice is to find something that looks worthwhile investing in, fuck around and find out. Because maybe the thing you're doing isn't the thing you'll ultimately be doing forever, but it can be something you do for a long enough amount of time to take something away from it and to build the habits that will transcend that one experience. If you would have asked me back in 2016, 2017, when I really started taking myself seriously, if I would ever run a marathon or do jujitsu or be essentially told we're doing a, a friggin' <laughs> uh, OCR event in a couple months, then I probably would have told you you're fucking crazy. But here I am. And I've participated in half marathons, full marathons, CrossFit workouts that stole my soul. I've pulled five plates off the ground. I've squatted four plates. I, I never got to even two and a half plates on bench, but you know what? My bench is piss poor. I don't give a fuck. I don't power lift anymore. <laughs> I, I never would have thought I'd done jujitsu or would have even competed, which, yeah, sure, I didn't really have that great of a showing, but I stick with it. I'm proud to be a white belt. I'm proud to be here and still doing it at least a couple times a week, and I'm having fun with it. You know what? I'll probably find something after that too. But for me being who I am, I owe a lot of it to being that that overweight, partied out loser, which I was, who was just kind of sick of his own shit and decided I was going to be more than that. And here I am today. I've kept your your and I've kept your attention on this podcast for some godforsaken reason. I think I'm getting the purpose part down too. I really hope you guys took something from this episode because like it was not hard for me just to keep riffing with this one. This was one I really wanted to cover. And I thought towards the beginning of the year, I think a lot of people could use this. So come back to this one. 
tell a friend about it, share it to your story, tag me in it. Uh, if you got this way, if you got all this way into the podcast today, I, I really appreciate you. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, and remember, like, please send me topics you want me to talk about too. This is important to me. And this is important that I level with you guys. I love coming up with concepts that are important to me. Sometimes I have a really hard time figuring out what I want to talk about. And maybe I'll do like a Q&A segment. Like that could be cool. But the big thing of it is, is that I want it to be original. I don't want to just be like, all right, I'm going to ask, we're going to get asked three questions today. Like maybe I just get like one talking point per episode. So whatever it is, DM me some recommendations. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Tag me when you share it. Send it to a friend. Leave me a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And until the next time, I'm out. Yeah.